0: I mean, blood drinking,
1: child sacrifice. I think that's very true. At the very highest levels, Crowley talked about it, did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Blood drinking.
2: Dang. Shocking. Yeah. Disgusting. Human, human blood,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm right It's real. These guys protection. admit it. You can look up uh, Alejandro Yodorowski, uh, He was like Nose Crowley, friends with Kanye West. It's in my book, Children of the Beast. He says it right in one of his books. I like the taste of human blood. It gives me vitality.
2: It's time for the Strange O'Clock Podcast, where you get to hear strange news with Christian views. we just introduce everybody uh we've got uh, C- uh carlos cabal uh, but he goes by chuck chuck with fire the theft radio and then Sweet. we have uh our guest of honor uh, william ramsey and uh, then we have michael basham whom we are co-hosts on the stranger clock podcast he has his own oh. show mm-hmm. called spirit wars i have my own show called amazing grace radio we've got rodney with with uh, <laughs> i'm sorry tell me <laughs>
3: The Millennial Mustard Seed.
2: The Millennial Mustard Seed. Uh, yeah. we, we just got a quote.
0: Oh, I listened to that. Yeah, I just listened to those. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nice, 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 uh, nice job that you do there.
3: Thanks, man. Appreciate nice you.
2: Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Got- everybody here thank you so much everybody and we've got mrs mary callie here with next chapter radio we have miss of course tori with uh camp herman podcast we have marquis with fireback radio and if we we have uh michael enoch putris with his own uh well he's not a podcaster but he's an excellent documentary person on rumble uh it's called uh the rundown of our reality so welcome, welcome, uh, William. We are happy to have you as our guest of honor.
1: I've done five books, five documentaries. I have a podcast, William Ramsey Investigates. I've had very august guests, including Carlos and uh, Rodney, because been was my guest like a year ago. I was on his guest, actually. I think I put it up on there. But I have over 800 episodes. I've done a lot of Christian topics, but I've also looked into True Crime, Exposing the Occult, I tried to go through G.K. Chesterton with Mike Bash and was one of my earliest guests. So uh, he kind of helped build that whole brand uh, with me. We did a number of shows, but uh, so that's kind of just kind of my general work. My first book was published in 2010. I printed it out. It was called Prophet of Evil. And so I used to just bind it myself after uh, I didn't really like some of the offers that I got from publishers or Christian publishers. So kind of went the oh, self publishing right. route. And for me, I think it was the right choice. So you can buy all my books through my website or Amazon. All five of my books. I kind of, my fifth book is a lesser book. It's really kind of a visual it's called A Visual Study, Alistair Crowley, Visual Study. So it's kind of more of an aggregation of the pictures of Crowley. So some people kind of learn, I do too, learn that way by looking at uh, more visual stuff. So if you're that yeah. style, it'd be a good book. It's cheap, it's five bucks.
4: Kindle.
2: All nice. More and once again your website is William williamramseyinvestigates.com
4: correct
2: yes w i l l i a m r a m s e y investigates.com everybody uh, he like i said he needs no introduction but for those who ha- are not familiar with him uh he uh is an awesome researcher attorney author uh, et cetera, uh, from California. And, and that's actually where uh, Chuck and I are from, is is from California. So I was we're... actually born in Omaha, Nebraska. I was born oh, in Omaha, Nebraska, wow. moved to California, so. Okay. But still so, living in
1: California. I live in LA.
2: Okay, you live in LA. I was born in Artesia. Yeah. And actually, oh, Chuck I like oh, is
1: I know Chuck. I've been to Chuck's mansion before, so he and I. have hey, hey, tell man. <laughs> I, I uh, snuck past the, the guard, armed guard. <laughs> and delivered some books there. I probably should do it again, actually.
2: So. Awesome. So William and Chuck and William and Michael have been on podcasts with each other. Anybody else? Have, have they interviewed William before?
1: I don't recall. I mean, I've done a lot of shows, so I kind of had to go through the memory banks, but uh, I've tried to aggregate some of my old shows from a long time ago. Like one of my first shows with Michael Bennett Um we did a show on profit of evil so you can actually time space like when i wrote that book 2010 is what i said uh, are you talking about Doc doctor future. future doctor future yeah yeah that's future Quake. Yes, back in 2010 <laughs> future Quake. you can actually go to the future Quake website and see one of my earliest interviews but please don't go listen to it because i every other word i said like you know and um i'm so uh, a much yeah. better recorded public speaker but i can part- that to you i, I- <laughs> It does. People people complain so much, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I do say a bunch of stuff that you're not supposed to say." (laughs) Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I've become better. I've become much better. So those first ones are very embarrassing, but it's a good kind of time mark of me when I was writing and also kind of dipping my toes into that field, which has grown so much now. Back then, I don't know if it was even as sizable as it close to being sizable as it was today. But Mike Mike uh, Bennett was one of my first first guest and then also with uh uh what is it future, future quick i was on i was on episode 20 with johnny iron john iron show johnny so that's also a marker i think that was right around that time too, 2010 or 2011 so canary johnny, cry too. was good for you too yeah canary cry that's right i was on canary cry i should find that old one so oh, that's locked, awesome yeah i've tried to, to put those and ask those people permission to repost some of those earlier shows just to kind of see that. But anyway, that's kind of when I started was really 2010. kind of kept a low profile. Didn't really like to show my face. I thought it was dangerous back then. And (laughs) it is still dangerous. Like I think the (laughs) Westbrook's three followers are uh, very dangerous people. So
2: have they harassed you?
1: Absolutely. I think that if I, they tried to pull some stunt on me, We're like, hey, I know it's short notice, but can you come to L.A.? And I really want to meet you. I'm really excited for your work. But uh, I did not go. And uh, probably if I went, you know, I mean, yeah, it's very, I mean, yeah, I would say they're very dangerous.
2: Well, William, what I thought would be cool, let me know what you think of this, William, is that uh, one by one, uh, we'll ask you a question and then if we get to the end of our Hollywood squares here, (laughs) uh, then we'll, 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 we'll start, we'll go like two rounds around the, the the squares here uh, asking you a question. And um, so hopefully you've been able to maybe take a look at his website and and maybe listen to a podcast of his or two, or maybe seen one of his awesome videos. I actually just watched um, the uh, occult Hollywood part two. It's rentable (laughs) $4.99. Uh, and, and that was uh, a few years ago, uh, but it was it's still very relevant because it really impacts um, media and everything. I made a really so.
1: terrible one on uh, iMovie in 2010 too, so that's that's why oh. I called it Volume Two because my first one was a joke. It was like a research piece. It was terrible. I'm glad oh, really? nobody can ever, wow. Yeah, nobody I was
2: looking for a album. cult Volume One. That was, I was it. like it okay, was, first was, Volume One. You took it off. I mean, I'm not a I'm
1: not a trained uh, trained in any type of you know media or anything like that so some of my earlier ones were really ridiculous look- it was an, I mean, excellent an eight- video. Eight- eight-year-old these days could do 10 times a better job than I ever,
2: so. oh i thought it was excellent so why don't we go do. a- around the clock here uh so chuck you want to start off with a question to uh, mr ramsey
5: sure um uh... Now, lately, I've been doing something on the Hell Hydra series I'm doing on Fire Theft Radio. At the end of the show, I usually ask uh, the guest, um, is there a question that people never ask you, but it's information that you think is incredibly relevant and just no one ever asks you? And you're just like, I wish someone would ask me this question. If so, if there's such a question, what is the question and what is the answer to that question?
1: Good one. I mean, I think it is. I mean, I would say that my first book really was about George Bush Sr., because if you read mm. it to the end, um, it really goes into his occultism and the kind of stuff that was going on in 2000, 2004, and the tie-in. So these guys are very sophisticated occultists, not kind of like uh, Anton Bay, I think Sr. died in 2018, but uh, some people don't ask me. That's really what the book is about. Like, it's really about Crowley. It's a biography of Crowley, really, but it's leading up through 9-11 to George Bush Sr. So uh, that's really, I think the real crux was to try to bring all that history together into the present. And that's why I put it out in 2010. So that would be an answer.
5: Hmm.
1: All right. <laughs> that's all I got. I mean, that's all I had, man. I just, because,
5: um, you know, you've been on the show and we've, we, I mean, you know, I'm guilty of that. I always ask you about it. Aleister Crowley. And his influences on all of these people are modern uh, celebrities. Um, And, like, you know, we're talking about Marina Abramovich doing the same kind of rituals with Jay Z and all these people. And, you know, I think one of the most, uh, I guess, statements that stood out the most that you had stumbled upon was Marina saying, well, if I do these rituals or these things in private, it's a ritual, but if I do them in public, it's art, right? And that's like the biggest thing that kind of like made me think and go on a path of like, wow, that's very interesting. People need to understand what you just said, because there's a lot of these celebrities and people practicing these occult rituals um and they're really dressing it as art like this is just art there's nothing to worry about here folks mm-hmm. and nothing to see here citizen move along right and it's mm-hmm. just kind of those things but at the same time it is um programming it is uh their version of, of high magic and and we're consuming it uh, at such a high rate and i i personally got that from william ramsey's um um, investigations, his his research, uh, that really kind of brought that to light. Because I think you were one of the first guests I had on the show. You were at least the first five guests I think I've had on the show. And back in that, during that time, like only, you know, my family was listening to my show. Like I forced them to listen to the show, you know, like nobody was listening to Fire Theft Radio at the time. And you came on and you shared this information. And at the time it was like one of the most downloaded episodes that we had because there people were really hungry for uh, that kind of information, because they knew something was going on with George Bush. They really had all these questions. Were, I think it was one of the first times I was in high school when that happened. So <clears throat> when 9 happened, I remember seeing it at school. They were playing it on TV. And it was like one of those things where, um, I don't know, I felt like something was wrong, something's off about politics. And I, I couldn't put a finger on it because I was you know a high school kid, and I just didn't really – Realize the depth of it, but um, you know your research really brought to light a lot of the things, especially the the numbers, the numerology involved in all of the the you know ninety flight ninety three, the nine eleven itself, you know the twin towers itself representing in eleven and things like that. All of that stuff found on your website, I think, it's just very critical information for people to um, look up and look into. I think it'll open their minds into a lot of other things, but that's just that's my opinion. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's I didn't know any of this stuff either, so I didn't I didn't grow up with knowledge of the occult at all. I was raised a Catholic, and both my parents are Catholic, so I found it out myself. I actually went through a guy; it was uh, Captain May was his name. He he kind of did this. He was using something called the Ghost Troop during the Bush administration. And he unfortunately passed away of ALS, but uh, he said something where there's an over-preponderance of 11s. So then, that once he said that, I was like, oh, there is. This is outside of the realm of statistical randomness. If you took the numbers of 1 through 100 and 11 popped up that many times randomly, it would be a statistical anomaly. So then you kind of like, go, what else is in the culture? And that's kind of what led me back through to Coralie, was through him. He didn't have the kind of well, he kind of sensed that something sinister a lot of people sense something sinister was happening under Bush Jr. as they should but um, they didn't quite. he didn't quite have that thing but that's really what uh, planted his stuff planted the seed in my mind because I was really a 9-11 researcher before I put out the book in 2010 mm-hmm. I was researching 9-11 I kind of came to the conclusion that 9-11 was bogus and that was like okay I got a whole lot of work to do a lot of listening to do and trying to figure out what was going on And that's kind of how that my book formulated. And then it was kind of like, how am I going to put this out? But yeah. And you go back, you can go about George Bush, a very important speech in American history, really world history is the September 11th, uh, 1990 speech, the new world order speech, he says. And there's a lot in there to unpack. Uh, That's 11 years to the date of the 9-11 event. So you can see them moving. And that's the whole strange thing you see about the kind of magical worldview is they are trying to, put everything in line to have the most power in their public or private rituals. You're supposed to really uh, gin up the energy or whatever. So timing dates, phases of the moon, everything has to come together. And uh, some of these big type of ritual things, that's what they're thinking about. Definitely thinking about it in uh, September 11th, 2001, but that new world order speech, go back and listen to it where he talks about crossing the bridge. So he's got the Pontifex Maximus theme. He's got the rainbow. He has... Uh, this is for ourselves and future generations. He's talking to everybody in Congress there, and people can interpret that as, oh, he's just talking to all the Americans. I don't think so. I think he's talking to the people there. We're going to rig this whole system forever for our kids, too. That's what I think is... what That's mm. the occult wow. interpretation, in my opinion, yeah. And I think the <laughs> system's probably been rigged or gamed at least since Kennedy. So... And then either ways, either putting in your own guy or having an assassination or or doing some kind of surreptitious thing. They basically told they killed Kennedy. They told uh, Johnson, get out or you're going to get in trouble. So he quit. And then Nixon, they set him up with Watergate and he was he was gone. So they got rid of three people. They tried to get rid of Reagan. Um, I think that Clinton was a really interesting guy. And this so Clinton and, and Bush, when Bush passed away in 2018, who's was at his funeral. It's really kind of an insight to rid the real nature of politics in America. Who's there? Bill Clinton. So Bill Clinton is there with the son, like part of the family. And that relationship between Clinton and Bush ostensibly or supposedly goes all the way back to when they were uh, Bill Clinton was in the UK as a, uh, well, he has a very strange background, but that's a whole nother show, but uh, he was there as a Rhodes Scholar. William,
2: uh, I know you said something about how you were raised Catholic. Uh, Can you give us your testimonial briefly?
1: Yeah, I was raised Catholic. I think really what happened to me is like, I kind of just became self-aware at a certain time, like what's going on at 17 or 18. I really started reading. So I questioned, I started really questioning everything. Like, what's going on? What's the Catholic Church? And I am a, definitely a reader, so I will read the Bible. So I read the Bible. I read stuff from Islam, Judaism, uh, Wow! you know, from all kinds of stuff. And I really just kind of sat back on, and that was it. Like, I'm really a Bible-believing Christian. is the way I could call myself, not a Protestant. I think that battle's kind of already been fought. But um, that was kind of really where my worldview was solidified and has not really changed. I mean, I've gotten more sophisticated and all lot smart. I was very naive uh, looking back. Like, I'm 54 now. Uh, but I've become more seasoned. But I definitely read the Bible twice and tried to absorb as much as I could. So I think, uh, you know, Jesus is the Messiah. That would be my testimony. Jesus is the Jewish Messiah and the World Messiah, both uh, amongst the many other titles. So um, That's awesome. I'm like a Christian. Uh, yeah, so uh, that would be my testimony.
2: How many years ago did you get saved?
1: I mean, I guess that was when I'd be saved. I don't. I'm not a once saved, always saved person. Uh, oh, but sure. I think. Uh, yeah. I think that. I mean, I think the Bible shows that that uh, that kind of permanent salvation is isn't isn't as like a, as a real thing. That's a whole nother theological story we I got to go back and get my references, but I do believe I will be saved by Christ when my when i depart
2: this amen this uh this plane of existence so praise god that's awesome michael do you have a question of william
6: uh <clears throat> well just to piggyback on what you were saying and it's it's so great to get to talk to you again and to see this amazing ultimate super fan club william ramsey 100 um i heard your name mentioned on some of Jay Dyer's podcasts recently as he is uh, kind of debating with Catholics and Protestants and just trying to figure out faith from the Orthodox perspective. So um, well done on making the rounds. Uh, You know, you're just you're so prolific. I wanted to also uh, bring in to attention the Bioweapon Blues. You are on episode, I think, 24 now. That's a lot of uh, coverage of the Bioweapon Blues as we are on youtube i guess we have to use code i don't know the trees have ears you know (laughs) but i am interested in your overall perspective as far as bringing in all this occult understanding and your very meticulous research um i've been most recently reading the order of nine angles uh, the oa cult and very interesting book very interesting work the the letters between Michael Aquino and these other guys, just all like mm-hmm. sniveling and hating each other, but
1: trying to become <laughs> like climb the table on ladder. Yeah. Just... Like, he's the most wicked amongst us? Yeah. And yeah, it's interesting. We, yeah. Sorry. I... Yeah.
6: No, what you were going to, I have a question, but if you were, if you had a thought there. I was just going to say, like,
1: I didn't realize how bad the shots would be. Um, I was suspicious. I right. had written about how at the end of In Profit of Evil, they would use shots or vaccines these vaccines i have questioned the entire vaccine schedule um i don't trust any of these people fauci gates are are monsters fauci is a very malevolent evil person and i think they were conducting an experiment and they knew these batch numbers so super sinister like james bond level like i didn't expect Mm -hmm. that but uh i do think it's in furtherance of the new world order and i think they're trying to depopulate people with the shot um so I mean, I know that's what that's really when I when I keyed into it was back when I was on Facebook, the Died Suddenly page. And then like people were telling their, their testimonies, their stories. And it grew from like nothing to three hundred thousand subscribers in like two or three months. And those are the people who are just willing to subscribe. It's story, 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 injury, injury, injury. And then I realized the enormity of it that these guys are new. They're lying. They're still gaslighting people. It's very deceptive. It's very and it's it's a different type of warfare. There's a guy Crawford who's written about this. I've read his ideas. It's a fourth generation. Go look up fourth generation, fifth generation warfare. I think it's very important for every Christian to understand that that warfare doesn't have to be this kinetic. You know, my tank is going to go drive up against your tank and shoot. It's a different type of warfare where they can infiltrate um, administrative bodies and turn them and make money. And also, really, the the most vicious type of mind control and uh, gaslighting. Because some people said, I'm doing the Lord's work and going to go get the shot. Like, that's what they thought was the right thing. Wow. They made them to go, you know, go and hurt themselves. I don't think the shots have any real utility. They're not useful. Like, there was a whole other way for people to deal with stuff, which is the standard way to deal with a virus. C, D, vitamin C, vitamin D, rest, mm. chicken soup. Um, and you can get ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. So that's one of the big scandals within scandals. And I got to find out what happened to Kate Carswell because she may fall into line with Rob Skiba. And um, okay, Rob Skiba was killed by the protocols. That's what his family says. And really? then it's also, yeah. what's the other, uh, what's the rest Black awakening? Dark. Rest is dark too. I think he was killed by the protocols as well as my okay. understanding until I understand different. But I've talked to yeah. Steve's son-in-law and uh, he said, yeah, they put him in there and they killed him. So those protocols were put wow. in by Fauci and overseen by Fauci. So it's direct murder. They knew what they were doing. They knew remdesivir was a killer. So flip of the coin, 50% of those guys died. Yeah, remdesivir, man,
5: that messed up my friend. He he took a remdesivir kind of whole thing, but it, it messed him up, man.
1: I mean, was, no, no, yeah. There's a lot of injuries. The injuries are close to possibly even a billion. I'm not talking about millions. I'm talking about globally billions injured by the shot if you extrapolate there's a guy halligan who extrapolated the injuries from the bear system in the u.s and the reporting system in the eu right that's one eighth of the global population that's taken the the shot and the the statistics of those injuries extrapolated for non-reporting 25 times probably didn't report and you take that number and then you extrapolate by eight across the whole global population you got Millions of deaths and millions and millions of injuries. Some not too bad, luckily, but some debilitating. And there's people in between life and death right now. I see them online. So that's kind of why I did the Bioweapon Blues. And it is a bioweapon. I'm 100% convinced of that. It's, it's put out through the Department of Defense. I do think there's different batch numbers. Like, it sounds w- crazy. This probably sounds crazy to some people. No. But there are different batch numbers that they seem to, somebody seems to know about. That some are more lethal than others, and there might be manufacturing problems. But if you look back, if you walk back the cat from this event back through the whole vaccines, they may have been gaming these vaccines for twenty years. So they know those batches go out into what city with what number: St. Louis, Chicago, Seattle. This is going to be lethal. Fauci, that little bastard. I mean, I don't, I, he's a monster. <laughs> they may have been testing this on eugen and eugenics and injuring people for decades and this is the one where they got caught well and they covered up the mmra and all those things uh, their relationship to autism and the more i read about that i'm not an expert in that but more and more it looks like all that stuff they knew what they were doing they were frying these autism is like a brain disease they're deliberately frying these kids brains and taking them out of the gene pool and we don't know the, the consequences of what this most recent shot is. So that's what led to Bioweapon Blues, an aggregation of all that information, the injuries, but also the real stuff. Because they're lying. They're they're totally lying. And there's a huge information war between misinformation and disinformation because their they're, <laughs> pouchy's misinformation is actually the real truth. And it's all inverted, like satanically inverted. Um, and I've seen that guy make the hand sign. You can see him walk behind Trump and he'll put his hand like the secret society.
2: Freemason.
1: Yeah, Freemason stuff. Mm. Wow. Wow. You got to, yeah, go look at that up. You can find that picture of of Fauci tinkering around like that. And he's a parasite. He's a monster. He's been in the government for 50 years and he has a lot of power. He had probably had more, uh, get this, he probably had more power than Trump during the Trump administration than Trump himself. Wow. That's crazy.
2: That is absolutely.
7: Ms. Torrey, do you have a question? Can you guys hear me?
1: Yes. yes. Awesome. Um,
7: I have lots of questions. Well, um, I guess first of all, wasn't Fauci also killing people in the 80s? Yes.
1: Yeah. So like AZT,
7: AIDS, AIDS but they, really they,
1: <laughs> they pulled the same stunt they're doing now, which is they're blaming the death. They blame the deaths of the people earlier on AIDS when they were actually dying from AZT. So they, this is a continuum of that same type of behavior. Oh, they died of COVID when actual, and you can run these guys are there's very skilled statisticians who are independent are running these tests where they can the, the graphs of the injuries are correlated to the vaccine rollout. It's not correlated to the beginning of COVID. Very important difference. So you can see these different arcs based upon data that's compiled by these different countries. I did one with this guy Denis Rancor, who um, did the, uh, checked out the data from India, and everything was con- consistent with vaccine rollout. The deaths: three point seven million deaths in India alone, huge number. Wow, cataclysmic, catastrophic number. Yeah. So, yes, he did kill people in the eighties. He also did bad experiments on underprivileged kids in New York that was covered up. He was giving them drugs and killed them off. Underprivileged color kid, you know, uh, people of color. And also he did experiments on a dogs where he let the flies eat off their faces. Yeah. So that's kind of what he, wow. that's just what's come to the surface. It's horrible. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, not a good guy. And it, here's the other thing. There's a really interesting thing that happened between him and Rand Paul and Rand Paul asked him to disclose the benefits he got. He says, I don't have to disclose to you. He had a t- complete power, response to Rand Paul, I am not required by law to tell you what my interests are and my benefits of having these policies. So nobody even knows the real truth of the policies he's putting out. Fauci could be making money from remdesivir the whole time. I know Bill, uh, Bill Gates is making that money, but he, right. we don't know the benefits of these policies. So if that information ever comes out, it'll it'll blow people's minds away if they found out he was making money on these lousy policies and the perverse incentives they gave to people—they gave perverse incentives to give the shot, so the doctors were making money to give you the shot. They were making money to give you remdesivir. The dog the hospitals were making money to put people on the, the uh, breathers then, or whatever they were. Uh, yeah. So there was all kinds of very strange incentives that were set up by guys at the NIH, and and, and so and which, that was through the CARES Act.
7: Yeah, and. I'm sure not related at all. Fauci's married to the chair of the bioethics committee of the NIH.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it is. So, I, I think uh, just, Elon Musk just published that yesterday of the day not before. Not important. That nobody's yeah. talking about it, that That's his totally ethical oversight is, is his wife. Yeah, his ethical <laughs> oversight is his wife. So it's all super corrupt.
7: Yeah. It's so crazy. That's such a coincidence, man. Um.
1: What you'll find is there's probably tons of that kind of. Uh,
7: it's very incessant. we up
1: for relationship. Like, God leave is probably getting paid to go on TV all the time and promote the vaccines. Gates is definitely getting paid. He said he was going to make an investment in vaccines. So he's always been putting out the vaccines because he's getting the ROI on it. And he's admitted in an in a, uh, interview that he had like 10 times return on investment for what he made for these vaccines. So he's making now, a bank. Now, to, I to send have said
0: appropriation, been, that appropriation in law, uh, and the creation of tax credits, you can really understand how government funds itself and why laws actually exist. And a lot of people don't understand what appropriation even means. So, yeah, I
4: think we go. Think we have to go <clears throat> a little bit deeper than just that.
1: Yeah, we have, yeah, yeah, definitely.
4: I've just been sitting here watching, listening.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think we need to go a little bit deeper than just um, Fauci and the parasites. Uh, you know, the fish thinks at the head. And uh, the truth of the matter is, is that he gets his instructions from someone. Yeah. They get their instructions from someone. So we just can't look at just Fauci. Fauci is just doing what he's told. It's like Biden is doing what he's told. Trump will do what he's told. What people fail to understand is that when any type of leadership gets in office, and I'm going to use the leadership we have here, which is called a president, as he's walking down Cast Constitution Avenue, somebody is putting a little envelope on his desk. This is what you're going to do for the next four years. This mm-hmm. is what you're going to push through for the next four years. Congress is a facade. You have no rights. Please understand that. Your vote don't count. Please understand that. We mm-hmm. are looked at as just cattle, as just chattel, as just goyums, as just useless eaters. And the whole thing is set up, if you really want to go from the, let's just cut through the mud and cut through the chase we're going all the way back to the very hatred of mankind themselves which is basically lucifer himself who doesn't like god's creation and will do anything and everything to dismantle it to destroy it to pervert it to have it look like whatever it is he wants it to look for and if he has people that are willing to uh do his bidding because everybody has a price everybody has something that is going to uh, make them want to go that route in other words i don't care who you are you can be as pious as you want to be i guarantee you you got something that you will that will you know you will bend your knee to in order to get that what you want and think long and hard about that one because you're going to see some very nice people good people do some very bad things in the future because of what's coming. But um, it goes deeper than just Fauci. It goes deeper than Trump. It goes deeper than this administration. It goes all the way down. This is a spiritual thing. This is a spiritual attack. A spiritual uh, problem that has been in the works since the Garden of Eden when we disobeyed God. Play this up a cut and drop. Okay, you can go back to 1 Samuel if you want to. We asked for this. We did. We didn't want God as king anymore. We wanted a man to be a king and it's been downhill ever since. Everybody that we've ever gotten has been trash. Okay? It's just just been straight trash. So, in all actuality, I mean, with everything that's going on right now, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that Fauci is a leech. It doesn't surprise me that I live in a state where they make the vaccines. Where they make some of the deadliest Fast thirty miles away, Fort Dietrich. Okay, they make some of the most deadliest crap out here, Frederick, Maryland. Make some of the make some of the the deadliest crap out here. Release it whenever they feel like it. Everybody has a price, and whatever administration is in the office, they get their instructions for the first four years, the first two years, if they decide to kill you or get you out of there, and you have to do that. You don't do it, you can end up like a JFK. I mean, you can end up like a JFK. I mean, it, it doesn't matter to them. There's always somebody there that will do that job.
1: Right. Look so, at Trump. I mean, he was undermined for the whole four years. Like somebody was calling him a Russian and disinfo. Uh, the whole, the whole FBI investigation by Robert Mueller Mueller was a fraud. He, they knew at the beginning he wasn't a, like the cause for the investigation was fake. They still went up went on with it just to undermine him. Uh, it, I'm not a huge Trump fan, but I I'm know not. A, yeah, guy. I don't. Like
4: was, I don't get into any of that politics stuff. I let let Caesar deal with Caesar, as Jesus would say. ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm Amen. in a different kingdom. Okay? okay, let Caesar deal with Caesar. Let God deal with God. We we if we are if, if we are born again, believe in Christ. We are observers of this world, but we do not get involved with this world and what they do. Jesus did not get involved with the politics of Judea. Or with the uh, Pharisees as far as getting in bed with Rome. They did not right. get that. Okay? What we are finding ourselves doing is, is this, and this is my question to Mr. Ramsey, which is the first time I've ever, sorry, first time I've ever heard of you. First I
1: think, feel like I've you. seen a video of you. Your I'm Facebook sure you have.
4: Are you familiar with Justin Fowle? If you are, then yeah, yeah. No, then, yeah that's I did
1: a show with him called belly yeah, of the beast did yeah that's
4: you? nephew number three for me Oh, this okay. <laughs> is <laughs> 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 with nephew number four um my question to you is this with the perversion and with all of the uh coercing of the church even because we got we the church we failed I'm going to just put it out there. We bow a knee to Baal. Uh, the shepherds of the house, which are not really shepherds, they're babysitters because we have one shepherd and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the shepherds of the, lo- of the house did not take care of the sheep. They led them down the road of going to get this deadly vaccine, which we talked about prior to. We talked about on the shows that we've done prior to trying to tell people, don't get this stuff. This is not what you think it is. This stuff is going to hurt you. This stuff is going to cause you to not be who you are. Yeah, it's going to kill you. OK, the, the information was out. I would say before they even put it out, the information was out like maybe a year and a half that it was going to take about three and a half, four years before people you start seeing tremendous loss of life because it's going to alter people. Your bodies can't take it. Okay, bodies just can't take it. But um, my question to you is why this is a setup, too? Oh my goodness, this is such a setup because we got this, this, this clergy response team that is involved with pushing the narrative of the agenda to the people in the church. So we don't even have caretakers of the church, shepherds, preachers, pastors, whatever they want to call themselves, they're not even really truly of God. They're just doing what they need to do to out in their pockets or to not pay taxes. So my question is, how do you feel about what's going to come next when the next pandemic comes, which they've already had their practice? You, did you hear about the practice that they Yeah, had? it was Bill Gates' catastrophic right. Something exactly. And they also had something in, I think it was, oh, don't quote me on this. I want to say Belgium, but it wasn't in Belgium. It was another thing that they had uh, prior to that. And out, they have it in, in different countries every year. I got the video on that too. I got to look at it. But my question is, how do you feel this, how, how do you feel this is going to impact the church? Inside the four walls, the church to save; outside the four walls, and the unsaved. How is this going to impact the presenting of the gospel to people when they're being presented with another gospel, which is you have to do this? In other words, like Romans
1: yeah, coercive. A do- mandate do- is is a force. It's like a king mandates people; mm-hmm. it doesn't give you a choice. So that that should make people wary. And the American government isn't much different than Rome. It's really a new Rome. Uh, so don't be deceived that it has some kind of like something other than like an imperial power like Rome was. Uh, so it's not much different for Christians now, actually, than it was as it was uh, 2,000 years ago, in my opinion. But uh, as far as what their program is, it seems like Bill uh, Gates is talking about an even worse virus that kills kids. And uh, I think that the original COVID-19 was a gain of function in a lab to make it more infective. It wasn't as damaging. So I think that they can probably, they probably have a ton of other weapons. We've seen some released 2001 with the gain of function anthrax, actually. You could look at it that way. So I think that they have an agenda. I think a lot of these people who are running these countries are put in power I think Biden was installed. This guy in Brazil is probably installed by the same people behind, like the Wizard of Oz behind the throne or behind the curtain. Uh, Trudeau. So I think that the agenda is to create this new world order and uh, fuse states and and this kind of this is kind of the probably the first attack. Of <laughs> so i hope that uh, you're not right and people can survive. I mean, I'm looking at different statistics. What's A lot of people people
4: thought I wasn't right. Then my phone started going off and my emails started blowing up and then my cell phones and messages because we actually, and I'm going to share this on here because I think I can do it now, but we actually got the heads up in 2017. The end of 2017 is when we were told um, by someone who was in, I gotta be careful how I say this, uh, somebody in the military that this was going to happen and it was inevitable that it was going to cause great loss of life globally hmm. um
1: that's what well we i'm just say that. saying that like my stats are different than yours i'm it's like two out of a thousand are dead so far right i don't know I mean, what's going to happen over time
4: over time exactly yeah. i mean it, it seems it like the
1: peak is the five month period but it's clear that this is a bioweapon too. it is it is create a death of different types so that kid they're trying not to trace it back to the vaccine they're going to gaslight everybody
4: it is I'll a bioweapon no, bio and it is... I, I know it's this.
5: global warming now. Global who? <laughs> they're, all, they're, they're trying to blame it on global warming. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, That's global probably warming. the next
1: agenda. If they can find enough yeah,
5: suckers... It's hard to stop. Global warming is causing all of this other stuff, which really is just related to this whole shot situation. Mm. Right,
1: right. That's probably the next one is going to be either another virus or global climate change. They're already already enacting kind of climate credits. They're taking over farms in the Netherlands. So yeah, yes, legislation is
0: already set up for, for that. Legislation is already ready to shut down the entire world for global warming. It's it's
1: yeah. It's a total fraud. Global warming it is, is easily um <laughs> so it should elicit the question is why are they putting some bogus science out? It shouldn't even call global uh, climate change because the climate's always changed in perpetuity right. as long as world history has been known. So it's an obvious fraud. So they only can find <laughs> suckers. So I guess it goes to, you know, you got to be, have some serious discernment and be very critical. A lot of these people in power are initiated. I mean, uh, Biden has made new world order speeches. You can see that in my video, uh profit mm-hmm. of evil video on Vimeo where he's talking about the new world order. So he's on par, he's on, He's a Democrat, but he's on the agenda, or was on the agenda, but he's not running anything either. Kamal Harris is either just... Uh, no
4: president ever runs anything.
1: Right. They, all
4: get, they all get their instructions from somebody else. Uh, for some reason, we've been... In this country, we are programmed to believe that the president is the one that runs everything, or Congress is the one that makes the decisions, and that they make them based off of what we want, but nobody ever comes to your door and asks you what you want. You don't get nothing in the mail that tells you what you think about this bill or this new legislation. It just gets passed based on whatever monies are being passed their way for the cost that they want. It has nothing to do with us. It has about, it really doesn't. I hate to say it, hate to bust it up like that, (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm. If anybody's ever listened to any of the shows that we've ever done, we're very straightforward. We don't pull no punches. It, we're gonna we're gonna call a spade a spade. This is a spade right here. I'm get ready to throw down right now. We're playing. We're playing spades. Okay, so I'm gonna throw a spade out there. It's, it's basically it. Um, we've never our, our votes don't count for a reason. Um, your politicians are just they are who they are, and they're you know. They're there basically as gatekeepers for the the masses. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just for the masses. It's so they can continue to do what they want to do and keep the agenda going the way they want to go. I just honestly try to figure out when is people, I'm not even going to say wake up, when are people going to realize that there's no amount of paper, legislation, laws, amendments that is going to change what is about to happen. Nothing. If, if God allows it, that's it. But we, but and nobody's prepared for what's to come. Everybody, they can change what's going to happen, but nobody, nobody's preparing what to do when it happens. So what do we do about that? How do we prepare people for what's to come?
2: Well, those are great questions and comments, everybody. Let's go ahead and go to the next person. Um, fireback Radio. Uh, Marquis, you had a question? Actually,
8: I, I, I just had I wanted to kind of start over with, with everybody. Um, just I'm, I'm not going to go in deep, but I'm just curious about, about everybody. Um, what is your motivation? How did you start your show? And um, how did you come about naming your shows? That's <laughs> that's real base models you know bottom level stuff right there i'm not i'm not going to go deep yet but i'm just (laughs) i'm but i'm just i'm just curious because i'll i'll tell you um the reason for me was um just a little background on me i actually uh, i'm relatively new to the whole podcasting thing I actually uh, did a terrestrial show here in Indianapolis uh, some long years ago and I've been a radio head uh, ever since and one of the reasons why I got in was because I was just curious about everything and I've always been curious about everything but when I looked out in the world I saw inconsistencies I mean, and I, even, even in the church, even in the teachings, I saw inconsistencies. And when uh, one day I heard that Christians are the silent majority and that thing lit a fire up underneath me, like, how is it that God's people can be silent yet a majority? Does that mean that we're supposed to stand on the train tracks and let the train run us over? Um, I'm one of these guys, I only have two cheeks. If you hit me twice, I'm knocking you out. So, um, but the name of my show is called Fireback Radio. And one of the reasons why it's called Fireback Radio is because I understood that there's a war on speech, on freedom uh, of speech. Um, And the other thing too is, is that I was pissed with the church. Because how are you going to continue to take punches and take blows and not fire back? And so fireback radio was born out of frustration. And it pisses me off to no end that people who call themselves Christians, Muslims, or whomever, that none of these people actually stood their ground. As many times as we've heard stand your ground over the last 10 years, nobody stood their ground. It's just a handful of people that are here right now. And and how is it that um, we no, understood what was happening and yet everybody else fell in the hole and they fell in oh. eyes wide open and yet, hooks. when you try to educate them, to they don't want to hear it. And, then, and it just seems like to me that um, those who have ears will hear. Those who have eyes will see. And yet, there's only a little bit of us with that. But going back to the original question, what was your motivation? How did you, how did you come about starting a show? What was the point of it all? I mean, and, and why, why are you so curious? What makes you different? Then the masses. And then, and then, yes.
2: Hi, I'm so sorry. What I wanted to do was uh, the first round, I wanted everyone to ask William a question. And then the second round, we'll ask all of us uh, a question. So that that was an awesome question, Marquis. But uh, so everybody has a chance, like Rodney and Enoch. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, can we have William answer that question? And yeah, then I Rodney will ask a question, then Enoch. William and then the Randy second round, we'll ask of everybody uh so uh, could you answer that question yeah
1: i can answer it i mean i basically was a book writer so i was on shows i was being interviewed almost exclusively and then i kind of flipped and worked for as a producer for ed opperman and he was a private investigator so he was doing a lot of the stuff i was interested in i synced up with him and uh then I started posting things on, I was actually had a show called Occult Investigations because I was looking into the occult, and then it just kind of morphed. I started interviewing people, I hooked up with Mike Basham, I was talking to a lot of people about different subjects that may not have been the occult, and so I think just in my mind it was doing around this word investigates, and I was angry and frustrated like you at with the kind of corporate media and people not kind of being too political and not really asking questions Objectively about important subjects. So that's kind of what how my show got titled by myself, which was William Ramsey Investigators, which is just try to be independent. But yeah. So that that would be
3: how I came up with my title.
2: Awesome. Rodney, what's your question to
3: William? William, great to see your face again, man. And yeah. big fan of you and everything that you stand for and do. Thanks, I wanted to ask you. What advice do you have for all of us here as to how we can be a part of making a change in awareness for everything that's going on today? We've identified a lot of issues, but how do we collaborate and, and join together in order to bring the awareness to the younger generation, the older generation, and make a difference? Where do we start, in your opinion?
1: That's a great question, and I think this new kind of medium and the new technologies have allowed things like this to take place. Like I was always interested in being an independent media without ever having a lot of overhead. So I didn't really have costs like a church or something I had to maintain or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I think that these connections that I've made, I've I've been very fortunate to make a lot of connections with some of you guys here and exchange information and views. So I think that that's a very good way because it's done freely. Uh, People don't have to have paywall or something like that. And that that's kind of like a mustard seed, right? It's like you plant that mustard seed in somebody's mind and somebody else's perspective. What I've learned, I learned tons of stuff from other people. I absorbed everything from Bill Cooper to Dave McGowan. So other people left their kind of corpus of work. And so I feel like I'm doing that same thing. People can take from it what they want or what they want. So if everybody does that, if they have something to say, something worthwhile, and the body of Christ has has dispersed in its members. Many different talents. So people who are have oratory or researchers or spread the gospel, everybody has a different calling. I feel like I'm in the place God wants me to be. But I think if you look at the Christianity as the body of Christ and you're out there and sharing these things with each other, also fellowshipping, I think that's a good step away from the kind of corporate media is very uh, pernicious and, and uh, really doesn't represent the people at all. So I think it's a good question. And I think the answer is, is really try to just type of uh, take a stand and really kind of uh, get the information out as best as you can. I think is the best way. Mm.
2: Awesome. Michael Enoch, what's your question of William?
1: So I apologize. Um, I
0: honestly just heard about you with uh, the introduction Um from Jerry as well in in Facebook because you guys can see as all jokes that I post or maybe <laughs> they're jokes. <laughs> you guys, I don't know. But anyway, anyway, um, so so I did get I I, I did watch a couple of, of your trailers with with the links there. Um, now I'm I'm going through through the occult and the occult uh, learning about the occult and the occult has brought me into into.
5: Crazy! Can you guys hear him? I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure because he's really choppy on my end. He's just choppy I,
1: on my end. I hear him. Yeah, he's
2: choppy.
5: Can't really, yes, yeah I can't really choppy? Yes, very choppy. Robotic, you sound like you're not a real person right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's I, okay. coming
2: from
0: Canada. Have,
5: so I want to make sure you come in good, man. So I don't know what you can do, but it
0: sounds real choppy. Okay, no, I appreciate it, because it, sometimes it was coming in, uh, coming in a little. Uh, um, I may cut out then. Let me see what my internet is. Just finish your to. question
1: first. Go ahead. Just, just... All right, all right, all
0: right. What is, what is like, in, 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 the, in the occult, what is the most bizarre thing that you have come across um, that, that seems so unbelievable uh, but is absolutely true within, within the
1: occult? I mean blood drinking, child sacrifice. I think that's very true. At the very highest levels, Crowley talked about it, did all that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Blood drinking.
2: Damn. Shocking. Yeah. Disgusting. Even human, human blood,
1: yeah. And <laughs> right, it's real. The blood liquor- these guys admit it. You can look up uh, Alejandro Yorowski, uh, who was like knows Crowley friends with Kanye West. That's in my book, Children of the Beast. He says it right in one of his books. I like the taste of human blood. It makes my, gives me vitality.
2: Uh,
1: now, I, I, it's
5: not a question, but I just want to bring it out in case anybody hasn't seen it. Uh, have you guys seen that study where they were injecting the young blood of a rat into an old rat? And the old rat that had, like, white hairs and was aging and old muscles, uh-huh. uh, the old rat became young again because he was getting injected with with young rat blood. So just that whole study in and of itself is kind of proving that there's something to this whole idea of drinking blood of a young person, of a baby, and things like that. Be- there's more to it than just, like, oh... It's just, it's no big deal, blood, whatever. There's something incredibly spiritual and um, simultaneously physical to this idea of drinking blood and being part of these blood rituals because they even use blood to, uh, well, the conspiracy theory is, is they use blood to even open portals. Uh, to other dimensions, right? And, and like, like, that's kind of a big thing. You see, that's that, not a conspiracy theory, these guys are the that's, that's what, what I'm saying, do, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because, like, you see this right. very openly in, in the movie Hellboy, for example, where they kill somebody on top of this ancient symbol, and his blood spilled onto the symbol. And once that symbol was filled with blood, it opened the portal up to hellboy coming into our existence this like demonic entity that is now kind of a humanoid coming into our existence so there's a lot to do with that blood situation i think more than people then realize
2: i've seen something like that it's all there yeah no it's real It's real all right well thanks so much for asking A question each so now i wanted to make it more informal and fun so uh so we'll start off with chuck uh what is a question you want to ask all of us and all of us have uh just a minute or two to answer that way we can you know get all of our questions of each other answered
5: well i'm going to piggyback from fireback radio and just wonder what got you into this situation because Just like he said, I found a lot of issues, because I grew up in a... When I became Christian, I gave my heart to the Lord inside of a Christian cult. It, It was a cult. I did not know that. You know, it was kind of like a cesspool of denominations. It was like Pentecostal. It was many things. It was a mixture of many, many things. Um, And I got involved in that ministry because, I mean, they kind of presented the spiritual world in a very real way. I saw some demonic possessions that were just inexplicable that made me understand that God was real because what I saw humans do from demonic possession was absolutely impossible. Um, and it made me understand that God is real. Uh, but at the same time, that same organization Princess. went uh, off really just undoctrinal information from the bible and i would ask a lot of questions because i'm a very curious guy i would ask a lot of questions like what about ufos what about demons uh from you know what about nephilim is what i meant what about nephilim what about ufos what about uh this all this ritualistic magic around the world what about this weird stuff that politicians say i would never get a good solid answer and it would always it, it would always be shrugged off. Um the answers were not very good. Just like forget about it, just worry about what we have to preach, what we have to say. And it, it honestly was the beginning of Fire Theft Radio because uh to answer uh Marquee's question from Fireback Radio, the reason we're called Fire Theft Radio it's a Prometheus reference because Prometheus stole fire or knowledge from Zeus and gave it to the people. And the people kind of like went off and did this whole thing. It really is like a, a, almost like a Luciferian reference. But what we wanted to do with fire theft radio is what, what if we take this information back and make it biblical and godly and give it back to the people and understand that if we give the, to the best of our ability on fire theft radio, Uh, give people a biblical perspective on these weird subjects, then maybe we can uh, engage the church because I know there's people in every church asking these super weird questions and uh, there's no answers to it. So uh, we decided to make this show so that people can come onto the show and, and thank God. I really just praise God because so many people have emailed us and private messaged us and saying, you know, your show has led me to start a ministry. Your show has led me to get out of a cult or has answered so many unanswered questions that just weren't getting answered in church. And honestly, that wasn't even my intention of fire, Theft radio. I was just saying, I like to say a lot. I just said yes to my calling and then God does the rest, right? You do, you do your best and God does the rest. And and it's just an amazing thing that I didn't expect. I mean, William kind of put it into perspective um, in the last episode that we recorded. Uh, we were talking about how my show went up so up into like the 1.5% of 3 million podcasts. I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't even like really that's recognize. Awesome. That. And so I was just like, that's a blessing to me. And I didn't realize that. But what I'm saying is that there's an obvious thirst for these kinds of uh, fringy topics inside the church and it's just not getting answered. So I believe uh, shows that like Tori, Rodney, you know, everyone here is doing is kind of filling in the blanks for those very unanswered questions, you know? So I think honestly we're all just kind of uh, fulfilling a call that is very much the need of the church and uh, i don't know I, I'm, I'm blessed and honored to be a part of that for sure
2: that's awesome well i started getting into podcasting in 2015 because i uh, was asked by channing of the full-fledged radio and and it's kind of uh in the back burner for him right now but that was uh the the Type where you would actually call in on a cell phone. I didn't have any equipment or what have you, so I just called into uh, Blog Talk Radio. And um, the first episode was about uh, how various technologies are spying on us by three letter agencies. And I, I, they say that all you need to know is about ten percent more than the average person. And and I felt like I was not an expert on it, still not. But I did talk about it from. Uh, the, re- the little bit of the research that I did uh, do uh, and how uh, the UA, the user agreements on our cell phone or laptop and, and all that basically state that, that they can uh, obtain whatever information that they want to market to you and to, you know, send it to the powers that be or whatever, I found out that there was a, a microphone in the DVR uh, as well as a camera in DVRs, so so the, the CIA, which they're probably listening and watching, hi CIA that <laughs> uh, they're, hi everybody, uh, so they they are listening and watching, so they're, they're not called the, the the people I mean, the uh, entities at the very top of the food chain, you know, they're, they're called the watchers for a reason, you know um, the enemy wants to keep tabs on everybody, he wants to be omniscient, just like God. And so, anyway, uh, so that was the the first show I I had done was on uh, Block Talk Radio, Full Fledged Radio, and uh, and I always felt like before I started podcasting that I have a lot to say and nobody to talk about it with. <laughs> so when I found you, awesome folks and and people before like Justin Fall and Kay Carswell and and uh, different. You know, progenitors of, of podcasting. When I when I had co- connected with them, as well as uh, Mary Callie, I've known her for years since 2015. Around the same time I started podcasting, and uh, so I was just really blessed to find a, a like minded community of red pill believers. And um, so that's really why I, I started getting into podcasting. It was, it was because I, I feel like finally, we have uh, a message to share with our global community uh, and, and people that are searching, people that are believers, people that are blue pill believers, people that are not believers. You know, we the Lord has placed on all of our hearts a message to share or else we would not have gotten into podcasting or video documentaries or what have you. So that's that's my short answer. So I started off with uh, Tiger for God Radio and morphed into Amazing Grace Radio uh, and then um then December of last year uh, I connected with Michael Basham uh, and so he has his own show, Spirit Wars and I have my own show, Amazing Grace Radio, but together uh, we've joined forces to Strange O'Clock podcast and, and why it's such a strange little name is because uh, we wanted to talk about uh, what the world deems as strange uh, and unusual uh, and from a Christian perspective because there's lots of shows out there that talk about the strange and unusual phenomena like X-File topics, but we wanted to talk about it that uh from a christian perspective and i guess the reason why we, we're called strange o'clock podcast is because uh, like for example like you know when you think of you know it's one o'clock two o'clock etc you know it's time for whatever but you know i guess because the bible talks about that you know, we as believers as christian believers were considered strange and unusual uh, and peculiar by the world and so mm-hmm. it's like it's time for the peculiar news from a christian perspective so anyway so that's my my uh answer to uh marquis excellent question about what got got us into podcasting uh michael did you want to piggyback on that
6: sure and to also remember that we are interviewing the very eclectic william ramsey here and he is yes. patiently listening to all of us and I'm taking interested. it all in no it is i see his wheel of you I know. of
1: yeah. Some of yeah, you I know some of you I don't, so I don't know some of these backstories, so I'm definitely interested.
6: I mean look at this group of amazing people here that are just pouring their hearts out and that we have the audacity to go and email and message these big writers and speakers, and sometimes they'll go on our shows, whether we're big or small. I think Williams really um got that warrior's mentality which with Spirit Wars and um coming into the French Radio Network via Johnny via uh, future quake kind of being grandfathered into this whole fringe Christian movement. There's this vision of a spiritual army and we are using the internet, which was designed by DARPA to watch us and destroy our lives. We're, we're like John Connor, you know, hacking into the Terminator and programming it and turning it against the Skynet. And that that's what I think is really beautiful about all of you guys and Numbers matter, but they also don't always matter. If you have even a few people listening and you're using these AI smart slave droids, as Alex Jones calls them, against the system, you're, you're doing something. You're winning souls. You're red pilling. The gospel of the kingdom is the most important thing that the enemy tried to fake news right away, bribing the soldiers. No, Jesus didn't really raise from the dead. Um, his disciples stole them. So we're, we're dealing with the fake news. But we're also trying to win souls, but we have to continue to red pill and say, no, don't take the vaccines. Don't whatever the next big thing is, Ukraine. I mean, I would become Orthodox, maybe. I love Jay Dyer's work, except the Orthodox Church down the street has a big Ukraine flag in front of it. It's like that don't make the church look very sexy to me. But maybe it's not about a denomination. Maybe we're all, you know, our voices, this spiritual force, this... This military, you know, you have Space Force. I believe there's also Spirit Force. And I'd like to ask interject here, William. Do you are you familiar with the secret soldier, uh, secret space program, but also the super soldier program, of which there have been numerous guests on our shows? People that have been taken to Mars, or I know you know of Andrew Basiago, but like <laughs> other people that have those kind of testimonies because we're trying to like do the opposite. We're trying to bring people into the kingdom world of soldiers. But um, since William's here, like, do you know, have you heard much about about that?
1: Uh, and they all reference Alistair Crowley.
8: Do not. they really? I don't know. I know Basagio
1: because he supposedly flew up to Mars uh, here in El Segundo where I live. But I mean, there's also what's the guy who recently, Corey Good or something like that, I've done a show about him. I've actually done three shows about him. But he just came out and was uh deposed and said it was all his imagination. I don't know. Have you, Mike? Have you heard of other people? It's a phenomenon in the last 10 years uh since Carrie Cassidy
6: days of the internet, you probably heard of James Casbolt, different um uh
1: many of these Isn't that, people uh, like Max Spears. Yeah, I know Max Spears. Max Spears was not legit. Sorry. Okay. That's in my opinion. Know. yeah There's some kind of
6: I believe some sort of psyop or operation to bring this narrative into this realm. It could be a fake narrative. I don't know, but to me, it sounds very cool that there could be super soldiers of the kingdom. And the, the material that these people are sharing is very fascinating. Uh, Maybe someone else wants to interject, but anyway, that's me. I'm proud to be here and humbled and thankful. And you guys listening to maybe somebody listening to the podcast, you know, you're hearing nine different podcasters here and who have interviewed each other and cross-pollinated maybe you should start one i mean we need more podcasts not less like get out there and start speaking the truth and uh william is saying don't listen to my first um interview on future quake but if anything listen to it and think well william ramsey is so well pronounced and so eloquent and if he was saying um yeah like whatever in the first show and listen to him now like don't be afraid to start your show and even if it's a TikTok channel, that's right. Or, you know, <laughs> YouTube or
5: how dare you promote know. TikTok? I, just- I totally <laughs> agree with you, Mike. I
1: think everybody should have a podcast, just like everybody should have a website or a Facebook page, not Facebook anymore, or right. you know, email. So it's just another adaptation, and you'll be surprised. There's always an audience for something. I mean, there's some, maybe not the hugest audience, but if you're putting stuff out,
2: I agree. You know, the is there absolutely and which brings me to just,
1: my next can I, can I intercede just can
0: you guys hear me better now i, I yes, technology. yes we can
2: hear you and see you
0: oh, yay. all right
2: yay uh, which brings me to my next uh person here uh tori why did you get into podcasting
7: um i actually got into podcasting because chris asked me like two days before we started <laughs> recording <laughs> <laughs> true story. <laughs> um yeah, well <clears throat> so I started I started listening to um folks like you guys I guess kind of around the time covid started um cuz I was like something's not right here, you know. <laughs> the uh, the math isn't mathing, you know. So um yeah, like I grew up in the church but have always been someone who like questioned authority and had a hard time with all that. Um anyway, but honestly I'm kind of new to figuring out all this stuff that's like wrong with the world um and I'm like the first person in my family I'm the youngest and so um actually my question um William for you was going to be like as someone who's trying to like introduce a lot of these ideas to my family like I'm I'm the only one who like didn't take the vax, you know so like that's that's like done but um I don't know it's I'm trying to uh where do you start with a lot of this stuff, you know? Because I'm it's so like, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: Not easy. I'm the only one who didn't take the vax too. So my, the rest of my mom and dad did. So uh, wow. they they kind of view me. I think they used to view me as kind of like a helpless fringe, uh, you know, <laughs> lunatic, semi-lunatic. They knew I was that's a right. full lunatic, but they, didn't, I hundred percent, I my ideas. Yeah, so and I think that's still kind of. I think they found out that my show is a lot more popular. They're like, wow. And then they found out I've done all these episodes. They really didn't really know. I think that they're just from a different generation, TV mm-hmm. generation, watching TV. Um, so it's not easy. And it's also a matter of interest. Like my I, my brother, I talked to him. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the things that I'm interested in. He wants to watch NFL, mm-hmm. and do fantasy football. And so it's not easy. I mean, I, I think that you kind of have to... Uh, these kind of forums right now are very important because you can see a lot of like-minded people. But I wish I could give you adv- advice. It's kind of like just sharing the gospel. It's like some people are going to get it aren't, and you're just going to have to wipe the dust off your feet and move on. I think that's kind of... Or shake the dust off your feet and move on. The
5: thing, if I, if I may interject, like the thing that brings me so much comfort is like... um. Jesus was the best example of what we could be, right? And his brother rejected him. You know, his brother was like, nah, I don't know about that. You seem a little bit crazy until way later. So, if Jesus himself, the example of Christianity, had troubles with his family, I just feel like a lot more comfortable myself. Like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to chill out and not be so harsh on myself. I'm going to do my best, of course. But same thing, like, I'm the only one, except for my wife, that didn't take the vaccine. And now my mom, she has, like, heart problems. You know, she has myocarditis. And there's all these issues happening. Uh, my brother-in-law, you know, paralysis in the face. My sister, paralysis in the face. All of these things happening to my family. And still, they're kind of like, a few of them are like, oh, maybe you were right you know, despite, but even though I said these things prior to to them taking the vaccine, they still did it, and now we're in this place, and now they're saying, like, okay, you know? But, I mean, I don't know. I think God, I think for Kennedy C., by the way, because he found Dr., I don't even want to say her name, because he's been, she's been so, um, um, It canceled in many ways on Facebook and Instagram, but uh, um, she's been able to reverse the effects of these vaccines with her treatment with what she's doing right now with the ECP program and all that stuff. And so I really want to get her on. Uh, fire what's, radio because, what's
1: her treatment? What what kind of she's using? Well, she's doing either, like right? this
5: pulsation treatment. It's called I forgot what ECP stands for, but it basically makes your blood flow back into your body into places that are clogged, and um, it's even been able to restore some of the people that have had like uh, numbness in the face or a whole dead arm or a whole dead leg. It's it's just reversed the effects of a lot of things. And Kenny C himself has taken the, the this this treatment and it's helped him so much and he's able to uh work out now, do you know, cardio, things that he couldn't do even after multiple uh heart attacks. And and she has a treatment here in California and I forgot what other state uh Kenny's in or wherever he went to, uh, but she only has two places where she does this treatment. But she's been pretty much Canceled across the board in many places, and even saying her name has gotten Kenny's age canceled, and, he, and so it's something that I really want to get on her show because it's hell she said it herself. It's reversing the effects of a lot of these people that have gotten the vaccine, and so um, you know
0: that it's being internal
1: counter pulsation. I think it's yeah. where they take your blood out and you, they wash it and stick it back in your body. Yeah, hit and
0: me, hit me up. I, I have some information for you. Go ahead. Later. I after. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll do. We'll do. I'll hit you up. Yeah. Are anyone, anyone else too on, uh, on the vaccine and treatment that you can do yourself.
3: Okay.
2: Rodney, why, why did you get into mm. podcasting?
3: Oh, um. Well, just to, just to comment real quick on what you were saying, Chuck, open-ended question. I wonder if the elite still want to drink the blood of people who took the vaccine. I mean, uh, it, <laughs> just think no, about that. They know. Mm,
5: because, like the, <laughs> the the what's it called the CEO of, of Pfizer didn't even want to take the the vax
3: and, yeah, but and I'm he's saying like do the like, elites want to drink the blood of people who've taken the vaccine like like i don't know that's just something i was thinking but um everybody everybody's response so far it, it's awesome because William what you responded when, when i asked you like how do we kind of get the motion going to bring some correction to all the things that each one of us are identifying like i see this you might see this really well you know chuck sees this like we each kind of have something that we're we're gearing towards and just by asking the question why did you start your show how did you you know coin the name for what you're doing we talked about the ripple effect when i interviewed you william and we don't really know how far it goes and and if I remember, we were kind of bringing up the fact that we could be saying something that is literally the remedy book, the healing book for someone you've never met before around the world. Like you could stuff could be coming out of your mouth. that Somebody needed to hear at that moment and time. And I think each one of you here is, is important to me. Some of you I don't know. Some of you I know very well. And uh, it's really humbling to have this opportunity to hear all these responses and just be a part of this. For me, I started the show, I started the first podcast in like 2017, uh, end of 2017, and that was just me trying to get my voice and just, you know, trying to figure this out. I was computer illiterate. Um, When I was younger, I couldn't, they thought I was stupid because I couldn't talk, you know, until I was like five or six. And um, a lot of things happened throughout my life where I've always felt like the enemy was trying to steal my voice. So it was kind of like the act of faith where it was like, yeah, even if I begged my family members to listen, it was just me being like, all right, um, I'm going to take this step and be unashamed about what's going on up here. I'm going to start putting the scratching the surface with it <laughs> with my voice in front of anybody who will listen. So that the millennial mustard seed, the idea is obviously I'm a millennial. Um, and I've always kind of been like the smallest of my generation. Like, a lot of my friends went and did big things with their life early on. You know, well, some, some of them died, but military or college. And um, I had this near-death encounter. Um, I got jumped by a group of guys when I was, like, 19 or 20 years old. And forgive me, like, tonight, my jaw is acting up. I had, like, TMJ, I've nerve damage, all kinds of stuff on the right side of my face from uh, what happened to me when I had gotten beat up. And that was a big open door for me then to question everything. Like, you know, I'm not going to say I died. I don't believe I died. But I I started sitting up out of my body. And for me, that was like, I don't care what anybody says. Like now that I know um, the whole world's been like prepping me just as a consumer. Don't ask any questions. Keep your head down. Don't say anything. But now I have this experience that is so real to me that I'm like, I don't care what anybody says. I got to work through this PTSD and try to understand where my place is. And ask these questions. So The Mustard Sea was started a long time ago. Um, But the idea of the show is I'm just capturing my journey. And I'm finding that there's a lot of other people like me that are just like, yo, I I, I was there five years ago. Or I'm there right now. Or, you know, my nephew's there. It's like I find that people are actually uh, becoming interested because I'm just like asking the questions that I want to ask. I'm trying to like not hold anything back and just capture the experience and take the journey with everybody else who's in, in that situation where they're like, yeah, I have not um, seen anybody else having the audacity to talk about this. So like, I'm looking for people to connect with. I mean, just the whole essence of it And, and William and Chuck and, you know, some other people on here where it's like between you two, you guys, you guys have been doing this for a while. Like I look up to you guys, like really like, William when you said you come on the show I I almost fell out of my chair I'm like oh my god what did I get myself into you know because I was scared but at the same time it was like I had so much respect for you and I knew that I had this this part of me that really wanted to to connect with you and see what I could learn from you and and you taking the time to do that William that contributes to watering the mustard seed um so a lot of honor and respect to you man and, and great questions great answers everybody
2: very honored, blessed, and privileged and floored to have William, the great William Ramsey to be on board with us, oh for goodness sure. Goodness. Mary, why did you get into podcasting? I actually got in podcasting sec- on a
4: secular level back in 2004. Okay. Um, wow. Um, I was actually, given, I, I was in the music industry. Okay, so I saw a lot of the corrupt side and the occultic side of the music industry. Um, I've got a contract from MC Light to compose uh, for music for one of the shows that they were doing on BET. I got the contract. I looked over it. That thing is just as wicked as can be. I made sure I kept that contract. I told her, no, thank you. And and kept the contract. But it is very wicked. It's a very wicked thing. But I got into um, helping artists with what to expect when you are going into a contract when you go under a record label how much you actually uh are putting yourself out there now the, you know what they're going to expect from you the casting couch mm-hmm. uh, the parties that you have to go to how you level up in the parties how it becomes more debauchery more uh, uh crazy more evil more wicked more homosexuality more uh you name it they're doing it more drugs more pedophilia you name it they're doing it is that what you want because you want to be rich and famous and be in that world and you'd be surprised the level of ignorance and a level level of greed that's why i say people you'd be surprised people will do some really bad things just to get what they want if the price is right okay so um i used to podcast um I'm going to drop I'm going to drop a name I'm going to drop a name uh but this whole thing that happened with Jennifer Hudson Hudson with her pa- mother dying brother dying all of that uh we knew exactly what was going on with that uh with her being in Trump Tower for 30 days we knew all about the handling that was being done um the butterfly effect was being the mk ultra was being done that's why when she came down she looked totally not herself um she became a triple threat um you have to do some things in order to become a triple threat you have to do some things to be in the 20 million dollar club you have to do some things to be in the 10 million dollar club so i podcast on that stuff i talked about that stuff um not, not not, a lot of people like that That's all I'm going to say about that Not a lot of people like it And so I did that for a while Because during that time I was also a DJ in D.C. So I saw a lot of corruption I've seen senators smoke joints I've seen them do some stuff Okay I've seen, With the parties I've seen Being a DJ down from the Capitol building I can still see that place
1: where we did it. It's ridiculous what they do on. Capitol. I've seen some amazing stuff in D.C. too That people wouldn't believe yeah, that's it brilliant.
4: is amazing. When you're a DJ and you have to hide the kegs in your where you are so that they won't come and get it, and all you smell is weed, and you're looking down, and all you see is tuxedos, and that's this one, and this is center to that one, and that's representative this one, and you like, okay, <laughs> you know, just keep the music pumping. That's all we get paid for. You see nothing, know nothing. Okay, that's it. So, I mean, with me being in the music industry, just on that level. I got to learn from people who dealt with people like Kathy Hughes, who was the owner and operator of ET before she sold it. Um, things of that nature. People that were with television networks. So I learned a lot of what that industry was, and of course, I went and I told it. Okay, but I the the, radio, the What the audience was small, so it didn't matter. But the one two that did hear hear it, they didn't like it. Okay, but. Over time, what happened was um, the Lord started pulling on my heart. For those of you who don't know, I'm a preacher's daughter, okay? I'm a PK. The Lord started pulling on my heart, and I ran from God like I was an Olympic runner. I really did. I just kept running. I jumped over everything. I didn't care. I turned my back on him. I act like I didn't hear him. All sorts of things. Um, And he has spared my life and showed grace on me even when I was not saved, which is amazing because not everybody gets to walk out of the stuff that I've seen, heard, participated in. Okay. People don't get to walk out of that stuff. Some people die in their sin. I was given the opportunity to come out of that. I didn't get these gray hairs from just heredity. Yeah. That's part of it. But a lot of it is because of the lifestyle that I live with just the drinking, the smoking, the drugs. Okay. You know, uh, Hey, just putting it out there. Be transparent. Um, but I ended up doing a show ended up doing a secular show, had like five people on my panel and whatnot, and we used to do it every week, and Justin Fall happened to hear one of the shows. Now, this show is not for the Christian to hear, okay? Everybody's cussing. Everybody thought that we were fighting each other by the end of the show, okay? Everybody thought, oh, y'all okay? We've had text messages. Y'all okay? Y'all fight. Y'all sound like y'all fight. No, we're fine. This is just the way we are, but Justin started ministering to me. He started sharing Christ with me. He started... Um, you know, he said, it was a funny show, but we were talking about real issues. So what ended up happening was I got convicted and at the age of 48, cause I'm 56 now at the age of 48, I I came to Christ. I got rid of my old show, which was next chapter radio network, but it was the secular side. And I told them, I'm not doing that anymore. I can't do that anymore. Uh, The change is going to change. It's going to be Christian. And every last one of them left. And it was just me. Okay, by myself. So I didn't know what I was going to be talking about. I tried to talk about what everybody else was talking about, but that was not for me. Um, me I even helped Justin get up on his feet with doing the shows because he didn't know exactly what to do. He's a great artist, great filmmaker. Okay, Uh, but he didn't know how to go about the podcast and then, well, I had a little bit of knowledge on that. So I showed him and he just took it and ran with it. Beautiful. So once he got done, then I came from under his umbrella and decided to pick up Next Chapter Radio Network, which is NCRN. Okay, it's NCR Network. And uh, I decided that I didn't want to do what everybody else was doing. I want to go after the people who don't know what's out here. I want to go after the Christian that has no idea what the committee of 300 is. They have no idea what the the world economic Forum is. They have no idea what the trilateral commission does. They don't even know that they're, they don't even know what a mason really is. They don't have no idea what an eastern star is other than auntie and mommy and this one is in it. You know, and it's okay. It's okay. You know, they have no idea that the fraternity that they're in is demonic. They had no idea You know what I mean? They have no idea that the tattoos that they got are demonic. That these are portals. They had no idea that the medicine that they're taking is pharmacia. That is sorcery. They had no idea that the school that you is, want your child to go to and get that degree is really an indoctrination center. They have no idea that the food that they eat is has been weaponized. Everything that God created for free, they have weaponized it and they have put a price on it, which is priceless. Okay, they have no idea what they're trying to do. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Nobody's going after that untapped market nobody's warning them so basically what ncrn does is we based our we based it off of scripture we base it off of of ezekiel where you have to go out and warn people if you don't their blood is on your hands we base it off of first peter 5 8 be sober and be vigilant because your adversary the devil has a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour people don't even know they devour we base it off of hosea 4 6 my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they reject knowledge we base it you know and if you reject knowledge god's gonna reject you and your kids we base it off of john 10, 10 the thief coming out for of what to steal kill and destroy we base it off of second corinthians two eleven. let's say get an advantage of us for we're not supposed to be ignorant of the devil's devices we got people who want to be ignorant the church is ignorant the church wants to be ignorant They want it. They don't want that in the pulpit. No, that doesn't preach. Well, forget about what it preaches like. Forget about the butts in the seat. We got people who are perishing in the streets. We got people who aren't coming to Christ. We got people who don't know what is going on and they're walking in the darkness because you refuse to show the light. And that's a problem. That is a big problem. So the thing is, is that this is what NCR is. This is why I do what I do. I don't do it for views. I don't do it for likes. I used to do that. I used to be like, okay, let me get this person on my show. Because their people will become, because that's what I was told. Their people become my people. I don't care about that. We can preach to each other all day long. We preach it to the choir. We need to preach to the ones out there that don't know. We need to get to them. Those people right there that don't know anything, they think that they're saved once saved, always saved. Nobody reads Hebrews. it tells you you got to work for your salvation. You you got When I say work for it, I mean, you got to work at it, not work for it, but you got to work at it. You got to constantly, this is just just simple stuff, simple stuff. That is not gold dust coming from the ceiling. Those feathers that you see is not an angel feather. Forget that. Forget that. You know, that's not a glory cloud. Forget that. You're getting that confused with what happened on Sinai, you know, okay, I mean, this is the reason why I do what I do. This is the reason. I don't do it for fame, fortune. I don't care how big you are, how small you are. I was brought up that your name and your status means absolutely nothing to me because it doesn't mean nothing to Christ Jesus. Okay? It doesn't mean nothing. What means, what means something to him? He's coming for this. He's coming for this. He's coming for your heart. And I need people to understand. And the way that we get people is we get them by showing them what they're into. You think that was okay? You thought that was fine, but it's not. It's causing you to be in bondage. You can't hear. You can't see. You have no discernment. You know why? You don't have Jesus. This is how you want to talk about him. We can talk about him. I know Jesus. No, you don't. You know there was a man named Jesus. But you don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus. Because if you knew Jesus, you would do what Jesus said. Your belief dictates your behavior. Your behavior is predicated on what you believe. If I want to know what you believe, I just watch you, Listen to you. That's it. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask you. I can just sit back in the cut like <laughs> just <watch>. <laughs> <laughs> I just That's in right. The, sit back Absolutely. in the cut. Like but this
2: is why I do what I do. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take that much time, but that's it. oh no, you're great. I'm so glad that you all are telling your stories of, of how you've started podcasting or doing Christian content. As a matter of fact, Mr. Michael Enoch, uh, he's not a podcaster per se, but he is a
0: I mean, well, I'm, uh, uh I'm in communication. So, uh, I'm an editor, uh, producer. Um, the only thing that I, that I'm not good at, and that's because I don't like to do it is, is writing. So, so, um, but I still write all my own stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, I became a Christian, uh, in August of 2020. Um, and, uh, uh my, my mother is a United Church minister. So church light. Um, and I tell her that I'll come to, I'll come and listen to you preach the day you preach revelation. So (laughs) That's what I told her (laughs) anyway. um, So, so yeah, I, uh, uh, I talk basically, basically what I do because I get a daily reminder on Facebook of how I used to think uh, when they send you those daily things and, and just how lost I I really was. Um, And since, since twenty since 2020, uh, like I haven't, I haven't been able to get a contract for, uh, employment. Like I work on contract. I haven't been able to do that. So what did I do? I researched, I took that time. I took the time that, that COVID gave us to understand how this reality really works. And, um, and it was in August that I realized the deception from all this, this Q movement, uh, the deception of what Donald Trump really is, the deception of, like, it's not just that this one side is super duper evil. Um, the side that's coming in, the new world order is coming in. It's not this super duper evil one. It's, it's a whole new, different world order that we're not prepared for. Nobody understands what's coming. And when I talk to them, they, they think, they think to sound like Mary, they think I'm tripping. So, 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 what? What I've done? What I've done is, as somebody who used used to be a a a secular dude uh, and used to blaspheme and think that it's a okay and I'm super cool, um, is I've gone and I've I've taken these videos and I and I and I mashed them together. So while my video, my first video may have been 45 minutes, they're two minute segments. So each one has a little segment, so you can get it quick. And if you're interested in that subject, I have built a library where you can um, research it further uh, so that because so, really, if, if we keep doing, if we there's so much information out there that if we keep doing one particular subject and then do a two hour um, video on it, I mean, it takes forever. All there's a lot of stuff that's already been done. So if we collect it into a library, just like books, just, you know, videos, libraries, PDFs, all that sort of stuff. And and so then then I talk about it and then then I sort of break it down in a fast way so that people can can decide if they want to know more or if they you know uh, or if it's too weird because I've gotten into crazy crazy uh, places. I can explain how anti technology works now. I can explain how the actually how the pyramids work. I was I was telling Chris today we talked for four and a half hours. Uh, I told him I, I tell him how the ziggurats work how the um uh how the the, the 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 mounds you know the the uh, the mounds work i know i know the portals i i, I like I, I can't even get it out but anyway i'm going off on tangents i do it all the time sorry anyway so so uh uh yeah so i built this thing called the rundown of of our reality and i make them all nice and quick and tight i like to i like to do scripts cuz i'm an editor uh i like to do scripts uh because then it can be nice and organized. I can put music to it, put some emotion to it. I can do my lovely radio voice and, uh, uh, and, and then people can, people can, can listen. And, and I get so many, I've, I've just started this and I'm getting people messaging me. They can reach me on telegram and they thank me and they ask me questions. They engage. Uh, some are really hooked on this Trump thing. They really believe Trump's coming to save them. But, uh, um, but yeah, and I can explain that too. like, <laughs> I can explain that like, this is this is the work of God that's happening right now. Absolutely. The United States is going to be absolutely be saved from all this corruption. But then they're not going to recognize that it was actually God and they're going to fall to their little idols that are coming to and then the United States is going to get lit. But anyway, love you all. Uh, we can talk about that anytime you like. Uh, that's what I do. I, I want to tell you, I, oh, and I, and, 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 and last, <laughs> this is why, this is why I write scripts. And, uh, finally, so, so what I'm doing is I'm collecting a bunch of information so that we know what's coming in the end times. Hmm. Uh, and you guys got to look at my AI controlled quantum technology quick vid. It's only like 15 minutes long. Uh, or, or that whole, the whole chessboard is, uh, I, I really break down, uh, stuff that, uh, that should open your eyes. And it's gonna be a twenty three segment video. I'm only on nine. And uh uh but yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be it's on Rumble the shoot. Um Tell me the, o- Tell me the title again. Tell me the name where I find it on Rumble. Rumble, it's the rundown of our reality. The run Yeah.
2: So anyway, I'll message so that's, to you, William. that's
0: yeah, that's me. Um yeah, I uh I'm not shy. <laughs> So
2: awesome. Well, we're you. happy to have our, our fellow Canadian red-pilled friend here. Um, so glad that your, your audio is coming in very smoothly now. Oh, excellent. And last but not least, Quincy. Question, comment, anything? Then we can free flow.
8: I guess I'm Quincy.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, do I just call you Quincy! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. Marky. Why did I think you were Quincy? Oh my gosh! I don't know where where I I called you the wrong name. I'm sorry, Marky. No, it's all
8: good. It's it's all good. I, I look. Call me Quincy. Just don't call me Marcus.
2: <laughs> all right, Marcus. No, <laughs> Marky. There we go. Oh, it's on. To have you on board. <laughs> sorry.
8: Thanks for having me. I appreciate. Uh, I uh, have an opportunity to, to hang out with all of you guys. And, um, I would, I would say that we have a, a unique collection of misfits and I'm glad to be amongst the mis- misfits. Um, how, how I got started. Well, one, one of the, one of the ways I got started is that when, when I was a child, I looked in a mirror and I questioned the spirit looking back. Because I, you know, going to church, you know, there's a spirit within. And I looked in the mirror and I'm like, who is that? What is that spirit? What do you look like? You know, what's your purpose? And here I am talking to myself in the mirror. But that, but that was, that was, I guess that's how it all began. Um, and I I believe, I I can't remember if it was Carlos or Rodney, who uh, I think you guys mentioned, uh, had difficulty speaking. That was me as a child. You know, I was told to, you know, shut up because I would stutter and, mm-hmm. you know, people think that you're stupid because you stutter mm-hmm. and, you know, that, that cuts you deep. But what's interesting mm-hmm. was I would always grab the dictionary and the thesaurus. I wasn't a good student, mind you, but I grabbed the dictionary and, and the thesaurus and in, in middle school. I just laid my head on it thinking that I could absorb that information and I would go in and I would read it and uh, and what was crazy was um, right around the 7th or 8th grade I mean I was a bad student I I uh, I came in number 4 in the school spelling bee and that's when I knew that I I could that I had um, exceeded expectation even my own because every, you know when people call you stupid that's you'll believe it after a while but well, that was me breaking out of that box and i've been breaking out of boxes ever since and so i had a a a i guess a waking vision one time and and i'll tell you i'll try to make it quick so i was walking against a wall the wall looked like maybe a a mud wall and there were people standing up on top of the wall looking over the wall some people were crying some people were coming down I looked way down the wall and there were a few people going up and I couldn't really hear the guy he was kind of inaudible but I could hear something coming out of his mouth I stopped and watched and then I turned around and I looked at everybody else and they were going about their business and some said you know you need to go up that wall I had to wait for somebody to come down she needed help coming down because she was in tears And so I climbed up on the wall, and as I climbed up, I looked over the heads of everybody, and they were going about their business. And then I turned around, and I understood then that there was something that was supposed to be said. And I became one of those people on top of the wall that needed to speak to the other people who were just walking by casually. And so that's actually, um, that kind of keeps me grounded in this whole podcast thing, because that's where I come from. I'm a watchman. What did I see? Uh, there was a storm that was coming. And so I began my journey <laughs> to tell people about the storm that's coming and it is going to be nasty and, uh, you know, war and COVID that's only the tip of the iceberg. And, um, uh, so when I do my podcast, I always keep that in the background. And I'm one of these guys. Uh, I try to shoot straight and I try to tell you exactly what it is. I don't have I, my pastor let me in, a, in let me up on in a pulpit one time and I did a sermon that and he told me I did his whole sermon in two minutes. And that's because there are certain things that don't need. 30 minutes to t- to 2 hours to talk about you want to make a point you hit him in the chest you drop the mic and let him stew on it and so that's I, so that's what that's what i do that's that's fireback radio it's not the cleanest podcast but um because the, life is not clean um and i try to make my point i try to have fun and i try to make the point and uh but from from this point on I'm going to go in a bit deeper and we're going to formulate some strategies and, uh, we're just going to move forward because, um, I think in 20 what years, is this? 2022. <laughs> yeah, I kind exactly. of had to, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had to kind of back away a little bit and kind of reorganize and restructure and think about what's going on because there are so many things happening. Honestly, one of the, one of the reasons why, um, I started talk, the talk show, a terrestrial talk show, was because and I started when George, I think George Bush was president. And um, and that's where I learned that Democrats are, and Republicans are two wings of the same bird. You know, that's when I learned that because you have to research and then you have to use a, a little bit of common sense and and you have to ask all the hard questions. And one of the things that I couldn't understand is why do you treat politicians like sports teams? You know, because when your sports team sucks, you still root for them. You know, your politicians are not like that. You should not you should not ever trust a politician. You should never trust government. Being a black man especially, I don't trust anybody. I, mean, I don't trust especially when I see these clowns coming to church you don't see them anytime before you don't see them anytime afterwards but they coming in trying to get your vote that's where my reality gets questioned and and so I just kind of continue on and and ask those hard questions and just like I said I try to have fun Um, I've been uh, alienated I don't care um, for asking the hard question Uh, people look at you real strange and it's because who are you and where did you come from and what kind of question is that uh that's the kind of question that'll make you think that'll blow your blow your mind out and and get you from being trapped in this whole matrix situation and that's those are the questions that i ask and um that's where i'm that's where i'm from that's what i'm doing and uh i'm glad to be here (laughs) y'all
0: If you'd like some pointer, pointers or, or some help with editing or doing any audio, anyone um, who, who's struggling with that, just hit me up. I'll, I'll give you a 10 minute, 15 minute tutorial on how, to, how to do it. I,
2: can't. I would too. <laughs> I definitely want to be more of a cutting edge
0: Enoch's videos. master
8: class. <laughs> right. Yes. right. Yeah, you yeah, could. I absolutely. even have a pipe. No, I don't. No. <laughs> and look, I, 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 would, I would even get Quincy to come.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's your evil twin, Marky. I don't know why I thought you were Quincy. I don't. I must know somebody whose name is, is Quincy that maybe he reminds you. You know, vice versa. I don't know. They say that there's a doppelganger in some other parallel universe. so Who knows? <laughs> I,
0: I I I also forgot to mention I ran for MP in Calgary Centre. MP MP is the federal government here, so go, I'd be going to Ottawa Ottawa fighting Trudeau um anyway the the uh, be, uh but I, I really understand government finance so if you guys have any questions on it it doesn't need to be a, a show believe me you'll bore everyone um but if you ever want to understand how government finance works uh procreation like when you get pulled over i can explain the whole process to you uh, of of what the government does to uh, um uh, to profit and uh uh and then you can understand how the dumbs were built, for example. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah.
2: Has anyone seen Avatar Part Two? You
8: know what? You know what? I have. And what did you think I, of it? I there, you know what? I fell out of my chair almost when there was one scene when they started to harvest the the um, the liquid from the brain of that whale. <laughs> Yes. Because that was Adrenochrome. And they freaking put it right there in your face. And nobody caught it except for me. And I'm like, doesn't anybody see this? So, yeah.
2: Wow. Um, I know that, uh, Chuck, were you on your, did you get a chance to see it? Part two?
5: It's a funny thing because I posted it on uh, my social medias that me and my lady went to go see it. And then the only ticket available was 3D, and we didn't want to see it in 3D, so we decided to go back home and just do nothing. You know what I mean? (laughs) So Uh, I I didn't see it, uh, but I did rewatch the first one, uh, and with, by the way, because I thought this this show was going to be more related to that, with William Ramsey's Ramsey's, um, um, information, I thought well, let me connect those things with Avatar Part 1 at least, you know? And I, I found some interesting correlations because uh, as William would know, um, you know, Aleister Crowley invokes an entity called, what was his name again? L.A.M.
2: L.A.M. Lam-, Lam-,
5: Lam- and then uh, he writes a book later, and just this whole A. W. A. You know, this whole god, Awa, that they worship, this whole entity was just kind oh, of They worship
1: a god named Awa in uh, the movie? Avatar. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. Carol Crowley's a oh. Awas, right? Exactly. And, ah. Interesting.
5: Yes. And I figured, I knew yes. exactly. Like, it's literally off by a letter, but it's the same exact thing uh, that Aleister Crowley was getting involved in. and And so... The only thing that was missing was that S, but other than that, it was like Ay and Awas, and they really go deep into transferring consciousness, and all 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 of that is in the first movie, which is really just the foundation um, for mm. transhumanism and and things right. like that. And so, if you know anything about all of those people involved in transhumanism, a lot of them are involved in, of course, occult mm. ritual magic with a K. And all of that stuff is just, you know, correlated to each other. So I think it's incredibly important. I didn't see part two, but if if I had to guess, it was just a further promotion of kind of the pantheistic pagan gods. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, that's just my my assumption. I haven't seen it yet. Me, me and my lady are still, uh, you know, about to see it, but we haven't seen it yet. And uh, But, yeah, that first one definitely mm. was chalk, Pool of a lot of things that were related to, in my opinion, occult a- ritual magic and uh, the ancient fallen gods and the Nephilim and all that. So the Genesis 6
6: kind of stuff. You know, you know I started watching uh, part two. I got a copy off the internet. So just confess.
2: leg, Wow. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> I oh, mean, we we haven't watched it, watched it
6: yet. It had <laughs> subtitles and it, all the Avatar people were, were speaking, the Navi people, and in their weird language and then the people were speaking in the same language and then i realized it was a hindi copy and everybody was speaking <laughs> hindi so it was kind of like yeah, yeah i don't know it, it was like a big uh saturday morning cartoon with well bringing like-
5: bringing back to the, the hindi thing is the
6: hindi believed
5: that there was these blue colored giant people in their culture right. so I don't know, man. I mean, that's a whole other episode, but... Maybe you should know.
6: watch the movie in handy to get the full
0: experience. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they definitely have blue gods and goddesses or they portray... The Shiva and Kali as being blue skinned and what have you. What I had gotten from it was not only with the transhumanist thing that you could transfer your consciousness into an alien or cloned body, but also the spoiler alert. There's but it's not a huge spoiler. it's just a tiny spoiler. So what's really weird is that, like, for example, like we we know that the progeny of the watcher watchers with human women usually have six fingers on each hand, so they have an anomalous appendage thing going on. and in among the navi the the sky people, uh, as embodied by Jake Sully. Uh, obviously falls in love with, uh, I forget her name, whatever, (laughs) uh, what's her face. And so they have children. And, um, so all of their children have, um, instead of, I think, I think the Navi have four fingers on each hand. But for the, for the, the hybrid offspring of, now this is the inversion of everything. So we know that Crowley is uh, Crowleyism is an inversion of everything, right? So, so we know that there's an, an anomalous thing going on here uh, with the uh, the Nephilim having six fingers on each hand. Over there, it's an anomaly to have five fingers on each hand. So like Jake's uh, half alien kids have five fingers on each hand, and their hands mocked and ridiculed, and they they actually so- call his kids demon that they they the other kids the other alien kids are calling his kids uh somebody that that they're demonic you know they're calling them oh that you've got demon blood or whatever
5: in in a sense anyone from the descendants of the image bearers of god those are instead of the actual entities.
2: A total reversal of of yeah exactly right. Satan wants to pervert God's design, and and since we're the image bearers with you know five fingers on each hand, anyway, that's something that really stood out to me.
6: Can I step in here and just say something for the audience after two hours, which most people don't listen to a podcast over two hours, but just you're (laughs) still here. (laughs) I do. Um, There are nine people in this room who are whatever they call it these days. Influencers, but in back in the day, you know, starting a podcast, that's a big deal. And we're all talking about the same thing, and we're all nodding our heads, if you're listening to the audio, in agreement about stuff like Fallen Angels and Giants and Nephilim and End Times and vaccine damage. And I just want you to know that if you feel isolated about any of these topics, at least there's nine people in this audience with our audiences in agreement you know, you're not alone. So. Right. I, what I find beautiful
5: is I'm looking at this screen cause we can see everybody. I don't know if, if you show this video on your podcast, uh, Jalen, but okay. So I don't know how that works on your side, but, uh, I'm looking at the kingdom of God here. You know, we're looking at about, we're looking at people that are, of av- different ethnicities right we're looking at people that are different kinds of white by the way you know we we got canadians we got got americans we got i I, i'm super mexican i'm like ultra mexican you know and and uh yeah and absolutely like it's it's crazy how mexican i am and my family is just deeply connected to mexico in so many ways historically and so you know we got all of these people from different parts of the world and yeah. we have no idea like and we're just here together and we have our own research our own ideas but yet in so many ways we connect to this genesis 6 to this like uh there's something going on with the government there's corruption going on we have our own a <clears throat> sort of way of landing to the same idea which i find Fascinating because that's deeply psychological and deeply amazing. Because William Ramsey's research is, you know, mostly connected to the occult and all that ritual magic from Aleister Crowley and anything related to the occult. But that is like so connected to Genesis 6 because, as we know, that comes from the book of Enoch and these fallen watchers and these entities presenting this sort of magic Hmm. to the general populace which you know made them kind of go and veer into a different direction which is really just the many stories we read from the old testament so uh again it it, it's like we're all in different parts of the world we're all doing different kinds of research but we're landing on similar topics i mean it's it's very interesting that's highly improbable and it's why i think people should pay attention to this kind of information
2: Absolutely. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Amen. Yeah.
0: Well said. I want Anybody to do a food battle f- with you. A food Just battle? Just not tacos. Huh? A food battle? I love Mexican <laughs> food. <laughs>
2: oh,
0: I do my own spicing. <laughs> <Your> own
2: spicing? <laughs> Chuck has a great testimonial. I mean, all of you have awesome testimonials, but I remember how unique uh, Chuck's uh, testimonial was uh, that he shared on his uh, fire theft radio and I'm like wow wow I, I was thinking I was thinking oh is it at first I mean honestly Chuck when I when I started listening to you uh, like maybe six months to a year ago or something I I thought you were a white dude (laughs) I thought you were a white dude but then when you started saying that you know that you that you came from um uh that you are you know of Mexican descent and and then you you know you have whatever you know the occult background you know um in your family I was like wow he's he's a he's you know, if we're California, and he's a Mexican, you know, he's and I'm, brown.
4: <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm so excited, you know, like yeah. like you know, we we uh, I'm am so, so, so happy to have people from all backgrounds, ethnicities, and <laughs> from all over the world. Uh, like you said, Canadian and Californian and Floridian and uh, and Tori is from I forget Kansas City, <laughs> Kansas City. Yeah, but and but your
5: last name, but your last name is from oh. you know, the I'm you know Danish. Nordic, yeah, yeah, just
2: exactly
5: yes. like Scandinavian.
7: Yeah, yes, what white, oh,
2: <laughs> Michael from North Carolina, uh, but he spent a lot of time in Asia. That's why we have that connection there. I think in the in the spirit. Uh, and then we've got Rodney, who lives in what state?
3: Uh, Southeastern Pennsylvania.
2: Pennsylvania and yeah. uh, Marquis not Quincy is from.
8: I'm actually uh, I'm from Virginia, but I live in Indianapolis.
2: Awesome, awesome! And then, of course, William is in California, so we, we've got. Oh, I'm sorry, and Mary, Mary, um, what state are you in again? I forget. I'm in Maryland. Maryland.
3: So, okay. so you have right the East Coast accent. Here. I could hear it.
2: <laughs> right down, right down the street from NSA. They listen. Oh, them. nice. They see all of us. Wow. Interesting, interesting. Well, I'm I'm originally from California, but my husband and I moved to Florida in 2006. So, and that's why I thought that was pretty neat that you. Didn't enough, have an uh,
5: you don't say enough, dudes, Sherilyn. You gotta say more, I mean, dude.
2: Dude. <laughs> well, well, I didn't spend right, a whole lot of time right. in Southern California. Just uh, from zero, from age zero to age eight, and then I moved to Northern California. That's kind of why I have that <laughs> sort of, you know, non-accent accent, I guess. <laughs> Same with so,
3: William quick question for you william
1: i was in northern
2: california most of my life palo
1: alto right you must have heard the last show
2: yes i did (laughs) i did a little bit of studying on on mr i've actually been following you William, since uh 2015 and i know uh kay carswell the late Kay carswell god rest Mm. her soul is with the lord in heaven uh she unfortunately passed away in march but um but she and I, I didn't tell my entire story about uh, podcasting, but just, just in a nutshell. So I started off with uh, the Blog Talk Radio, and then Kay, I was in the Doc Marquee group, and I wanted to connect with a lady podcaster, and I... Put out some feelers and Kay Carswell answered the door. So Kay Carswell and I had a show called Deception Detection Radio together. And I actually came up with the, with the name. But then she and I had split up and she did Deception Detection and then I did Taigo for God Radio. Um, and so I, I've heard of you, William, through Kay Carswell when, when she and Chad interviewed you.
5: Right. Was she the one that was like always working with Gary Wayne as well? Or am I? Yes. I think, okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, because I, I, I know the name. I just can't I can't really place it. You know? She
1: she interviewed a lot of uh, people in the Christian community. She covered a lot of bases. I didn't know that she had done as many shows as she did, but you can check her out on one of the Pod Chaser or something like that. They they're close they got a, close to hundred shows. Are oh, you man. guys and this is a
5: general question, are you guys familiar with Doug Riggs as well?
1: That doesn't sound familiar.
2: The name Anyone? sounds sort of familiar.
5: Um, maybe what's what's her name? It's a female doctor lady that used a lot of his research. She's been on blurry creatures and stuff. What's her name? Laura Sanger. Laura
2: Sanger. Yeah.
5: Laura Sanger used a lot of dog Doug Riggs in uh research. I I believe I was the last person um he did an episode with before he died and i, I just i was wondering just looking into because i know you mentioned william the the rob skiba stuff and the and the kate stuff and some um same thing That's he got pretty star, sick yeah. and kind of covid-like and and then just turned into something else and then he died and i was just like ah oh, there's got to be more to that you know but i i was just trying to i was trying to kind of read the room here but
3: Dr. Laura Sanger's is awesome. She's actually been on the yeah, show three times fantastic. with me. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, she's a friend. Like, like I ask a lot of advice. We, I text her a lot and bug her because um, it's lonely here in Southeast PA. There's it, a lot of wild people out here and uh, happy to be a part of a group of people that are plugged into the vision that God has put in each of your hearts. Uh, William, I got a last question for you before I got to close out. It's okay. uh, It's like, uh getting late here on my end but i want to ask this what's your dream interview and when i say this i mean if you could go back in like biblical times even or anybody current times is there somebody on that you would like love to sit down and interview
1: yeah it would be the lord absolutely i think that's (laughs) cheating that one's cheating (laughs) come on yeah if it wasn't him it would be Ooh, that's a really tough question um Mm. Maybe uh, John, the Apostle John. Mm.
2: Oh, that's what. What does
1: Revelation? What does all the symbolism mean? What mm. was it like? Wow. Oh, if he, if he was, he's supposedly still around today, right? He's the only apostle. Nobody died. It didn't did die. they just blew?
5: William, that just blew my mind because I think one of the few people don't understand. He's one of the few prophets that used the most uh, amount of symbolism that other apostles and disciples didn't use because he was like going back and even using Babylonian uh, descriptions of things and just just going deep into the Old Testament that people don't realize and I don't know that'd, that'd be great to read his mind for sure that'd be a great conversation
1: so there's a lot there I mean I mean it's hard to make that decision Moses maybe mm-hmm. uh, we have to be right? able to understand them have to speak in tongues <laughs> anyway, translator. Need hey, this Holy Spirit as translator, right? <laughs> Guys, I gotta wrap up pretty soon too. My, uh, I, don't, I haven't even eaten dinner, so I
2: neither just have up I. Up. Just, I. I have I,
0: eight hours, so anyone want to stick around? Eight whole hours. Eight hours. <laughs>
6: I'm oh wow.
2: Okay, so we could be like the what? Book of Acts and and like hey. <laughs> talk and pray. Get and pray my radio voice ready. <laughs> the, the radio voice. Yes, I. You know, there's some of you people uh, have amazing different you guys could some of you could really make good money doing voices. I mean, Michael has hundreds of voices can be out of him and, and uh, same with a uh, Chuck. He, Chuck can do uh, some funny voices like, uh, like he's done uh, like Dracula. Michael has done anywhere from Asian voices. Uh, well, he's, he speaks Chinese and Japanese, and um, obviously English, but, um, Michael Basham. And of course, he sometimes he does his, his southern voice. <laughs> and then he, he does his, uh, his, I mean, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, I can I can do a southern voice, sort of like hi, how y'all doing? Like you don't no, you don't really talk, about, you know, to a whole lot of Asian Southern people. Uh, but I have I have actually found one. Uh, this dude, he's a <laughs> comedian, dude. He was born and raised in Tennessee. Um, I, w- I want to say I want to say Cho, his la- Henry Cho. If you ever get a chance to see Henry Cho, he's a Christian. Tennessean comedian, hundred percent Korean, born and raised in Tennessee, and he looks super. I mean, I sort of look Asian, but he looks straight up Korean, like you know, with the the slanty eyes and everything. I can say that because I'm Asian, right? (laughs) So (laughs) he 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 has an amazing sense of humor. And um, anyway, if you ever get a chance to see him, I would highly recommend him. So,
0: have you guys have you guys heard of the book Traced? Okay, so look up the book Traced. It is a uh, a medical uh, doctor using um, DNA to map to map us all the way back to um, all the way back to Noah. And and he's done it successfully. It's called Traced. And you can uh, there's there's talks on it on YouTube. Um, I, maybe I can post a link uh, in Facebook there because we're all in the Facebook group. Right. Hmm.
2: I believe so. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Well, I well, all the cool the-
0: People are in the uh,
1: Facebook, so
0: <laughs> except William. I, I destroyed yeah, yeah.
1: my second Facebook page like about a month ago, so I'm done. Bravo, for- William.
0: <laughs> William, thanks for for thank you. Like are your work in the the occult, right? Like I I just I saw briefly, but there's a lot of stuff that that I learned. So you're 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 definitely a torchbearer, and you're passing it over. And uh, I just want you to know that. Uh, I, and and thank you cuz i'm quite sure i'm quite sure that i've i've been influenced um uh by by your work uh, cuz i've watched so much stuff i've watched so much stuff that uh, i have no i have no idea until I, I i stumble upon again oh yeah i've seen this but like i cuz i go nonstop 8 10 hours a day 12 hours a day nonstop research guys like i have no idea and uh uh, yeah, so uh, you torchbearer, uh, you definitely are, and uh, you, you've affected uh, all. Of I didn't know. Yeah. I,
1: I'm glad that you're getting a positive uh, benefit from my work because I didn't know a lot of that stuff before I yeah. researched it. So that's kind of like the ability of compiling and the benefit of really a book is that people can go through and see what I saw, footnote everything. I yeah. try to get a yeah. complete picture, but you know, I've, I've missed a few things here and there for sure.
0: Yeah. If you want a, if you guys want a crazy book, and I have, I have, I have a book in my library, and it, it is called. Oh, and I lost the name. Darn it! Um, <clears throat> it's it's all on the the brotherhood, uh, the Great White Brotherhood, uh, and uh, uh, just a, just an absolute crazy book. But it it it's a it's a um, browser book i i am getting tired that's why i can't remember anything right now uh it's a browser book and uh so you have to read it in a browser but uh yeah it's it's all on the great white brotherhood and again the great White is a ancient um um brotherhood they don't die and uh, they're supposedly in and in um in uh uh greenland so uh, yeah, uh, it's like uh, the masters,
1: the ascended masters, is the great one. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh just crazy, crazy stuff.
2: Anyway, well, we want to allow William to get his dinner. Thank you so much, William, for being on our yeah, collab show. And uh, once again, you can find William's podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as uh, Spreaker, Fringe Radio Network, as well as YouTube. But his most up-to-date shows are on Apple Podcasts. Is-, is that right, William?
1: That's correct. And then you can see my books on Amazon, watch my videos on Vimeo, and you can, if you want signed copies... Go to my website, com. Awesome.
2: Thank you so much, William. You Thank you, guys. Great to job. meet
1: everybody. Thanks for having nice me. Nice to
2: meet you. Great
1: to uh, join. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you. God bless Let's you. you and have a nice dinner. Cheers.
1: God bless. Thanks.
2: Have Happy New Year.
1: <laughs> you as well. Happy New Year oh, yeah. to all of you.